Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. I'm not sure if you guys were able to hear the opening song because I know I couldn't hear it through my headphones. So I'm not sure if you guys heard it or not. If you heard it and it came over the air, ah, okay, someone just texted me and said it's going in and out. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but you want to know something? (laughs) I got to tell you something. God never leaves you in the dark. Okay. Let me just start out with the testimony. Of course, I'm going to be testimony girl this morning before we start. Hallelujah, Jesus. I, when I got up this morning to come into the studio, I don't know why it came over me that there was going to be issues with the, with the sound system. That just popped into my mind. There's going to be issues with the sound system. And I'm like, issues with the sound system. But then as soon as it said there's going to be issues with the sound system, the Holy Spirit said, but you've been on the air long enough to know what to do when there's issues with the sound system. You're not new to all of this. So no matter what comes your way, you know how to navigate through it. So I apologize for it going in and out, but... If it goes like that for the rest of the show, we, hey, 
I know what to do to get through this show, right? Because there's always a word from God, whether I'm playing music or whether it's coming out of my mouth, there is always going to be a word from the Lord. So hello, hello, hello to all listening live and to those who might be listening to the show on the rebroadcast. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are God's blessed, highly favored, fearfully and wonderfully made people doing today? I'm going to tell you how we're doing. We are devoted. We are joyful and filled with kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? So I pray that all of you had a wonderful week. And as we're continuing on our journey... We are on our journey heading into the promised land. Woohoo! Right? And that land is anything that God told you he was going to make happen for you. So see, it's not a it's a when you think about the Israelites when they left Egypt, it was a collective they were all going into the promised land, right? Because that was a uh, place that God had established for them to go into in order for him to keep his covenant that he had made with them, right? But with us, our promised land through the death of Christ and his resurrection is heaven, yes, but he also, God has given us all our own individual promised lands, which are the things that God told you he was going to make happen for you. So what did God say that he was going to make happen for you? Some of us are looking for healing. Hello, Jehovah Rapha. Some of us are looking for God's faithfulness. Hello, Ihanim Iman. Some of us are looking for God's provisions. Hello, Jehovah Jireh. And some of us just say, hello, El Roy, the one who hears our cries and sees us individually. Whatever name you are calling out to in this season of your journey towards your promised land, let us all say hallelujah anyhow, right? So as we continue in this year, actually, this first quarter, Let's think about how we plan to execute getting to that promised land and think about how we're going to expand our territory. So now in the Bible, we've seen God tell his people that he was going to increase their territory, right? Like I just said with the Israelites, when he brought them out of Egypt, bringing them into a promised land, that was increasing their territory because you figure... Before they were slaves, they didn't have any territory. They barely had a place to lay their head. So God bringing them into new lands after moving them from Egypt increased their territory, just like he did with Abraham, right? He increased his territory when he had him leave his family. But today we're going to meet a man that prayed to God for God to increase his own territory. And we're going to look at the book of First Chronicles. 
Now, the book of Chronicles 1 and 2 are books which are at the end of the Hebrew, the, the Jewish Bible. And it talks about God's covenant with David and how this covenant was going to be the foundation in the lives of the Jewish people. So today's topic is taking territory. And we're going to specifically look at 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10, which is the prayer of Jabez. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Blessed is the reading of the word of the Lord. Now, how many of us have had children, and I'm talking to women in particular at this point of the story, that can say that they bore their children in pain, right? We all have. Anyone who's gone through a pregnancy and has given birth to a child, you bore that child in pain because God told us we were going to have pain in labor, right? In Genesis 3.16, in pain you shall bring forth children. So because Jabez was born And it brought pain to his mother. She named him Jabez. But can we look at this another way also? What if we looked at it as the birth of Jabez came at a time when his parents were experiencing great hardship? Now, how many people have had children when it wasn't quite the best time to have a child? Meaning... Not all children that are born are planned, okay? Some might be, and I'm not an expert on this subject, but I feel confident to say that the majority of children born come as a a surprise. They come with a little bit of element of surprise with them. And I say that with the confidence that I said it, Because if it were not true, would we be having this ongoing battle over abortion rights today? Now, hear me clearly when I say this. I'm speaking on consenting adults having intercourse. I'm not speaking about what happens to victims of incest or rape or anything like that when I talk about these abortion issues. I'm speaking about two consenting adults and a pregnancy occurs. So if pregnancies were planned, would there be a need for abortion? And I don't want to go off on a tangent on this because this is not what we're talking about. But I hear a lot of you saying, what about the pregnancies that would kill the mother if she was to have the baby? What about them? Shouldn't they be given the right to have an abortion so that the mother's life can be spared? My answer to that is, and I'm just going to pose the question back to you. What happened to those women back in the day when they got pregnant and 
the baby might have jeopardized the mother's life. What happened? So, we can't decide to play God when it becomes convenient. And another reason being is because we don't know how God is working or when he's going to bless us with a child, right? We only know that children are born in the time that God has ordained for their journey on earth to begin. So in keeping with our subject for today, here we have Jabez, whose name means he makes sorrowful or born in pain. And Jabez knows he was born in pain because that's what his name means. Can you imagine naming your child according to the circumstances surrounding their birth? (laughs) We would have a world full of, oops, oh no, not now. I'll be damned. And what the, I didn't say it. But we would also have, if you flip the coin, Oh, Lord, thank you. My blessing. And it's a miracle. On the surface, we would say that poor boy. Think about every time somebody called his name, Jabez. He was reminded of what his mother felt at his birth. This is why we have to be so careful not to place on our children and have them carry around what we feel at the time, right? Something that had absolutely nothing to do with them as an individual. The pain she felt was only for a moment, but Jabez had to carry around that label for the rest of his life. But that was not who God created him to be. But here he was labeled for life. And we do that unknowingly to our children. We speak words over them that can scar them for the rest of their lives. And they end up walking in what we've spoken over them and to them. Unless they are introduced to Christ and the promises of God, right? They walk around with these words and are unable to be released of what they have to carry. So here is where the goodness of the Lord enters into the picture. In those two scriptures that I read, we see how one prayer can turn a life completely around. The first scripture begins with his position in God. Jabez was an was honorable, was more honorable than his brothers, right? So when you look at it, why would it state that he was more honorable than all his brothers? And that tells me that it's something that we need to be aware of, that God could create a blessing out of pain. And some of us are walking around feeling sorry for ourselves looking at what might have taken place in our lives, what what might be taking place right now, unable to forgive others, right, for what they've done or didn't do. Some of us might not have been born in the best family situations. Let's face it. 
Who doesn't have somebody dysfunctional in their family? We all do, right? None of us have all been born lavished with an abundance of money and all types of wealth. And frankly speaking, a lot of us come from humble beginnings, right? But I have good news for you. Your beginnings do not determine your ending. So where you started out on your journey is not a factor to where you can end up. So this prayer that Jabez spoke to the Lord reminds us that we could determine our outcome in our life. And all it takes is one prayer. When we turn to the one who holds all power in his hands, the one who is king of king and lord of lords. So let me go back a little bit. Let me go back. And I say let me go back because when we think about Jabez, right? And like I said, when you look at the prayer of Jabez, it oh, this is the only thing it tells you about Jabez in, in this in this story. That his name was Jabez and that his mother bore him in pain and she named him what she felt. But because of the burden that it placed on Jabez, and now this is me trying to understand how this young man was walking around in his life with this name being called this name constantly. You make sorrowful. Constantly. Every time, even if somebody wanted to ask him if he was hungry, if they wanted to ask him directions, every time you said his name, you were saying you make sorrowful. So how would that, think about it. How would that make you feel if every time somebody called your name, that's what you were reminded of? That you make sorrow or that you bring pain. That's not a good feeling to walk around with. That's not a good feeling at all. But it also tells us that he was so aware. He was so aware of what that name meant that he called on God. He called on God. Like, could you bless me? Indeed, he says. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Like, he is really like pleading with God. Please bless me and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. So here it was, and it doesn't give us the age that Jabez was when he made this prayer. So we don't know. Was he walking around with this name as a teen, you know, until his teens? And then he said as a teenager, he couldn't take it because maybe he was being bullied in school because of his name. Think about it. The kids there knew what the name meant. So if he were in school, let's bring Jabez into today's world. Okay. Let's bring Jabez into 2024. We've got kids in school being bullied for less. 
We've got kids in school being bullied just for the heck of being bullied. Not that they know the name, not that they know what their that individual's name means, not that they know the line that they come from, what their family heritage it might be. Not that everyone walking around, they know that this person's mother named them whatever they named them because of the sorrow she felt when she gave birth. No, we have kids being bullied just because they might be six feet and the people that are five feet don't like it because they're short. Not that there's any, who can control your height? It's genetic, but you have children today that, oh, because I'm short, I don't like the tall people because why did I have to be born short? That's not a question for the tall person to answer for you. That's not his plight or her plight. That's yours. And you know what? God made you 5'1 for a reason. Maybe you needed to be small. Maybe you needed to be that tiny person that when you walked into a room. Now, most people say when you walk into a room, you're not noticed. But maybe you needed to be that still small voice in the room as God was speaking to you in his still small voice to be the one, to be the voice of reason. Maybe. I don't know. Look at David. David, when he fought Goliath, David was tiny. Goliath was big. And I'm not saying that everybody tall doesn't have their own place. What I'm saying is everybody has their own place, whether you're tall or short. But just imagine Jabez in today's world and everybody knows his name means sorrowful. Do you think he would be bullied? And like I said, we don't know when he decided enough is enough. I can't take this. Was it in his teens? Was it when he became a young man and started working, you know, in the office place at his interview when it was like, your name is Jabez. Jabez, what exactly do you think you can bring to this corporation that would make us want to hire you. Can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because from your name, it doesn't look like it would be anything that we would want to take here in this corporation. So could you explain to us, Jabez, how you would be an asset to this department? So (laughs) how do we know when it was that he decided to pray this prayer to God. We don't know. But what we do know is that Jabez had had enough. And it doesn't say Jabez had enough, but it doesn't have to say it explicitly, Jabez had enough. Just the fact that Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that would, oh, that you would bless me indeed. That right there lets me know Jabez was like, I, I I can't anymore. I can't. I can't and I'm not. Let me just go to God and let me let me talk this out with him because enough is enough. So when he went to God and he prayed and pleaded his case, God granted him his request. So that right there tells us also God will grant our request, right? God will also grant our request. And like I said, this is where the goodness of the Lord enters the picture. Because God made him honorable, more honorable than his brothers. 
right? He made him more honorable than his brothers. And this prayer that Jabez spoke to the Lord's to the Lord reminds us that we can determine how, how, how our life goes, regardless of the words that might have been spoken over us, regardless of what people might call us, the names that and labels that they want to place on us. We can determine the outcome of our life. And all it's going to take is one prayer. And that's because we turn to the Lord and we ask God, just like Jabez asked God, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territories, that your hand would be with me and keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. And when we go to God with that earnestly praying, really seeking him in all that we want to do in our life, Just as God heard Jabez's prayer and granted it, he'll do the same with us, right? He'll do the same with us because God is, God hears everything. He hears us. He sees what we're going through and he's just waiting for us to come to him because you know, he's not going to enforce himself on you. He's not going to make you do anything. Everything we do comes from choice. And I heard a pastor say, and I'm going to look into this in more depth, but I heard a pastor say that when Eve ate in the garden, because we know when um, Satan, you know, tempted Eve with the, the whole apple or whatever fruit it is that she ate, that When God said that you weren't supposed to eat from that tree, God didn't want them to eat from that tree. See, the devil said that God didn't want them to eat from the tree because then they would be like him and know good and evil. But when I heard the pastor say, it's not that God didn't want them to know good and evil. God didn't want them to know any of that. God just wanted them to know him. So when Adam and Eve was in the garden and all they knew was God, then they got everything from God. They went to God with everything and it was just a, a even flow. It was a walk with him in the cool of the day. It was a constant conversation. It was an open line of communication all the time and no matter what they needed, no matter what they were feeling, which they were feeling whatever. And I don't even think they might've had any type of feelings. When you think about it, I don't think that they felt what we feel because there was no entrance of sin for them to feel. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm sad. Oh, I don't believe that was there because it was only them and God. And if you're constantly with God, why would you feel like you're lacking something? It wasn't until they ate of that fruit and their eyes were opened to where they knew good and evil, good and bad, that all those other feelings could come in because now you're 
you've broken that connection with the Lord. Whereas when you stay on that connection with God, you can only feel what God has. And if God is love, why wouldn't you feel love? Why wouldn't you constantly be walking around in the state of feeling bliss? Because that's what God is, right? So that whole thing about having choice and having God not impose his will upon you, it was never for us to have choice. Choice came in because of the good and the evil. And then that's when we had to choose between the two. But before sin entered, there was, we didn't, there was no need for choice. There was no need for choice because it was all one thing. It was God. It was all good. So why would you, what, you're going to choose from good and good. That's what it was. That's all there was of the choice. But because sin entered into the world, then that's when choice came in. So I say all that to say with choice, if we choose God, even in our sorrow, he can bring about a good thing. He can bring about a good thing. So at this point, I would normally say it's time for us to take a music break, right? But I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the music to play. So we're going to try this again. I am going to tempt this again. I know this is not the way I intended the show to go, but like I said, hey, I'm able to work through anything. So let's see. Let's see if we could get the music to play. If we could get the music to play, we'll hear music. If we can't get the music to play, you will hear my sweet, sultry voice, which is I know why the majority of you turn in. No, that's not true. You turn in to hear the word of the Lord. But it doesn't, it's not a bad thing that when you hear the word of the Lord, that it's coming through a nice voice too, right? Okay, so let's see. Am I going to be able to get this music to play? Let's see. Let's try it out. Let's try it out. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working. Let's see. Because I don't hear any music. I don't know why it's not working. They didn't leave me a note that there was issues with this music here today or with this attachment. I didn't see anything. So let's see. I don't think it's going to play, guys. I think you're going to just have to hear my voice because I don't think it's going to come in today. Oh, wait. It sounds like it wants to come in. It sounds like it wants to come in, but it's not coming in. And I don't quite know why. But it's something with the attachment. It's not my attachment. I believe it's theirs because my attachment worked fine. Um, And like you guys were telling me, it was popping in and out, popping in and out. But you know what? We won't bother with music today we won't bother with music today you know what maybe i'll maybe i'm supposed to open up the phone lines this morning what do you think do you think i'm supposed to open up the phone lines let's see i can open up the phone lines where's the number okay the number is 
3-8201. I can open up the phone lines and you guys can tell me with this prayer of Jabez, have you been thinking about having God extend your territory? Have you thought about on this journey that we've started, what is it that God has told you that you feel is going to help you widen your territory for the kingdom. And now that's what I'm talking about today. When I talk about Jabez prayed to God to bless him and he wanted to be a blessing to others and not cause pain, okay? So how many of us when we pray, right, Think about it. How many of us, when we pray, that we pray to God to help us not cause any pain to someone else? I don't, I honestly, now, you know, everything, every time I say things, I'm including myself in the story as well. I'm including myself in the story. And my thing is, when I pray, I'm always, you know, I'm thankful to God. I'm grateful. You know, I give him all his honor and glory. And, you know, I'm just thanking him for all the many blessings that he's given me in my life. And when I do start praying about others, I pray that, you know, God bless this one, whoever's name, whoever's name he's brought to my mind, whoever has might have called me with a name, you know, Okay, put this on your prayer list. You know, we need to hold this person up in prayer. But I don't ever recall saying to God, God, please don't let me be a pain to someone today. I never say that. And I never say that. And I guess it's just like when Jesus said, forgive us our debtors as we forgive those. I mean, as you forgive us of our debts, you know, or like forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But I never said to God, please don't let me be a pain to someone. But when you think about it, we could be pains to others as well, right? Because just like people cause us pain, we're like, they're such a pain in the neck. I can't believe they, they get on my last nerve. If we all have that capability of saying they get on my last nerves or, oh, they, I'm so annoyed with them. That means that we can cause someone else to say those exact words, right? We too can cause someone else pain because just like we're looking at someone saying, oh, somebody's looking at us saying, oh, the same way, the same exact way. But we never look at it in that sense. We never look at it as, you know what, I'm causing someone pain because Oh, who's who could I be causing pain? Uh, me cause pain? Oh, no, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? That's the way we walk around thinking about ourselves, even though we don't say it all the time. But that's what we think about ourselves. But that's not necessarily true, because just like someone is a pain to you. You can be a pain to someone. So. Jabez because of his name and because it was constantly a reminder, you know, you're a pain. He asked God to not, to bless him so that he would not cause pain to others because he already knew how much pain 
he had caused his mother. Right? So, that's what Jabez was praying to God when he was asking for the expansion of his territory. And then he said, bless me and expand expand my territory. So when we say, bless us, Lord, and expand our territory, let's think about that. What territory do we want God to expand for us? Now, when we think about territory, that means we're trying to multiply God's glory to the masses, right? We're trying to multiply souls in the kingdom. But expansion can come in many forms. So what are you looking for God to give you more of in your life? Is it more land, more money, more influence over people, more responsibility? What is it? What is it that you're looking for when you pray that prayer of Jabez? Oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and expand my territory. You need to have in mind What is the territory that you're asking God to expand? Right? But when we do this, we need to do it just as Jabez did it. We should be asking God to be with us. Right? Because he did this. When Jabez made that prayer, he did it knowing that God had the capacity to assist him in everything that he wanted to do. When he prayed to the Lord of Israel, it says it right there, when he prayed to the Lord of Israel. So now think about the time where Jabez is living. He prayed to the Lord of Israel. So that means that they were constantly in the synagogue going over everything that had transpired in their lives from the time they left Egypt. So Jabez was aware of all these things. So for him to go to the God of Israel, then he was remembering everything that God had already done for his people. Jabez was thinking back of on all the blessings that had already been given to the Jewish people. He would have to be in order for him to then go to God and make this prayer. Because if you didn't, if you didn't have a, if you didn't have a starting point to know that something could be, why would you go there and think that it would be, right? That's like, like we go to God because we know the blessings that God has given to us. Even if we just make it very simple, the fact that you were able to get up, that you had the use of all your limbs, was able to walk around, take care of yourself. Nobody was taking care of you. You wasn't in the hospital. You were able to go to your refrigerator and take food out because you had food in a refrigerator. So you were able to make that cup of coffee, that cup of tea, or you know what? Not even just a cup of tea, but I want this flavor tea. Do I want English breakfast? Do I want Earl Grey? Do I want peppermint? Do I want cinnamon? Do I want lemon ginger? Do I want peach? Do I want bread? See, all the choices that you have is not just tea. It's not just, okay, you have tea, drink tea. You then have tea and then you're going through all the different assortment of flavors. So that right there, that right there, and I know I'm keeping it on its simplest form, but I do that just so that you can understand and not miss the picture. That something so simple of having a choice in tea bags 
Some people don't even have a choice in tea bags. Some people don't even have a choice to have tea. They're lucky if they have water, less, more hot water. So the fact that Jabez was able to say that the, the scripture tells us that he went to the God of Israel, that means that he had a reference point and he knew that God was able to give him what he was going to ask for because he had already seen how God was capable of moving. So when we go to God, right? When we go to God, we should go just as Jabez did. We should go to God knowing that he was capable of giving us everything that we wanted because we've seen his hand move in our lives from before. So thinking of that and keeping with the way Jabez did this prayer, Jabez wasn't asking just for himself. Jabez wanted to be a blessing to others. Jabez wanted to be a blessing to others. And we know how Jabez wanted to be a blessing to others is because he said he didn't want to cause pain. So if he included that in his prayer, Lord, keep me from evil, keep me from evil and help me to not be a pain to others. Then if you're not a pain to someone, then you're a blessing to them, right? Because whenever you're causing pain, you can't be a blessing. Nobody looks at a blessing. Nobody looks at pain as being a blessing. Although we know God can bring blessings from pain, we know that, right? That he can give us beauty for ashes. Nobody wants to be a pain. Like I said, we never look at ourselves as being a pain. But Jabez knew that he could be possibly a pain to others. And he asked that he wouldn't be a pain to others. So if he, if you're not a pain to others, then you would be a blessing to others, right? And that's the way we should be looking at it. And that's how Jabez was looking at it. He didn't want to cause pain to others, which means that in his prayer, when he asked God to increase his territory, he wasn't just talking about for himself. He was talking about for others as well. And when we do our prayer, going to the Lord, asking him to increase our territory, we should be looking for to have our territories enlarged so that we could be a blessing to others as well. Right? Because we ask God because we can't do it in our own strength. And that's the reason why Jabez went to God, because he knew he could not turn around his situation of what his name meant on his own. He knew he wasn't capable of doing that, but he knew the one who could. So when Jabez went to God, it was because he knew that God had to had the power to give him what he wanted. And that's the way we should be looking at it as well. We're going to God because we know we could only go but so far in our own strength, right? But with God, all things are possible. And Jabez knew the same thing. Jabez knew that God would give him his prayer because he had faith that God would answer his prayers. 
He had faith in God. He had faith in the God of Israel because, like I said, he had seen him move in the lives of others. He had seen him move in the lives of his people. So when we look at the part of the prayer where Jabez says, keep him from evil, we too should be praying, God, keep us from evil, right? And Jesus had told us that, like I had stated from before, that in the Lord's Prayer, we should ask God to deliver us from evil. That was part of the prayer that Jesus had told us in the Lord's Prayer. God, we ask the Father to deliver us from evil. And in order for God to deliver us from evil, and now here, see, here's the pivotal point of what I was saying with when it came to the choice of Adam and Eve in the garden. That choice only came because of sin, because before that, everything was the constant communication with God. When we ask God to deliver us from evil, how else can God deliver us from evil unless he's with you all the time? Now, yes, God did say, Jesus said, Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said that. But we'd have to believe that. He would never leave us or forsake us in order for us to go to him and say, keep me from all evil. Right? And I know that to some of you, this might sound like, why does she keep saying that over and over? But I want to make it clear to those who are listening that don't quite really understand what this I'll never leave you or forsake you is actually meaning. If you think, like I said, going back to the garden, there was no choice there because there had been no sin there. So the only thing they knew was the goodness of the Lord. Today, because Christ came, shed his blood, was resurrected, and he shed his blood for our sins, so that we could have that connection back to the Father. When he says he'll never leave you or forsake you, it's like being in that garden experience. You have him with you all the time. You have that constant communication open all the time. Right? So in order for God to not let you have any evil come your way, he would have to be with you all the time because that means that he would be protecting you. He would be surrounding you. He would be that force that would be there to keep the evil out. And Jabez knew that God was able to be that force to keep evil away from him because he asked him, He asked him. Now, you wouldn't ask someone for something that you knew they weren't capable of doing. But Jabez asked him, can you keep me from evil? Jabez asked him to keep him from evil. So when we ask God to keep us from evil, it's the same thing. That's like saying, God, be with me constantly. Stay with me all the time. Because it's only going to be by you being with me all the time me keeping that constant line of communication open at all times, 
that I'll be able to be kept from evil because you'll be walking with me in everything that I do, everywhere that I go, everyone that I encounter. So Jabez was able to obtain his request because Jabez had faith and believed that God would be with him in every step of his life. And that's why God honored Jabez's prayer because Jabez included God in all of his plans, just as God wants us to include him in all of our plans and not just hear his words, but put his words into action. So when you have the heart for the things of God, God will be with you in everything that you do, right? And of course, hey, it should be of no surprise that when we look at Jabez and the clan that he came from, Jabez came from the line of Judah. Who else came from the line of Judah? The Messiah. Christ came from the line of Judah. So it, it's not, when you think about it in its whole entirety, it's not really a surprise that Jabez would look to the Lord in this way, know that God was capable of doing these things and that God would then honor his prayer because we know that God already knew that he was going to bring Christ through the line of Judah. He already knew this. It was already set. So as we walk in this new season, let us remember that our goals is to acquire territory for God, right? Spreading truth and the gospel of Christ to all that we encounter. And we are to enlighten all to the love and goodness of the Lord, right? Let's try to recreate that experience back in the garden where it was just you and God, you and God, you and God. That's it. No, ooh, should I do this? Should I do that? It's just me and God. So if it's just me and God, if I think about what I should do, I'm talking to him. If I think about where I should go, I'm talking to him because it's just me and him, right? Let's exhibit more fruits of the spirit as we're taking over this territory. Patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, which I think is the biggest one there, self-control, right? Casting down strongholds and systemic mindsets and the forces of evil that continue to try to dominate our lives. In other words, let's speak against situations that are perverse. Let's denounce spirits that spread lies and cause confusion. And let's show decency to all human beings. That's what we should be trying to do in this time of us taking over territory for the Lord. The expansion that we're looking to do in, like I said, whatever promised land he's already designated for you. Because like I said, he's spoken to all of us in our lives. We all are here to play our part in whatever it is that God's giant plan is. We all have our part to play. So in your part and in, in his expansion of your territory, 
let's do it with the fruit of the spirit, having the patience, like I said, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control, but also speaking against things that we know are not right. Not just brushing it off as, oh, well, if that's what they feel, that's what they feel. No. And I'm not saying have an argument with someone, but if someone makes a comment in your presence and you know it's blatantly wrong, talk about it. Don't just let it, oh, well, that's what they feel, so that's what it is. No, that's not what it is. Now, if they want to walk away and still continue to think, well, that's what it is because that's what I want to feel and then that's on them. But you don't stand there and just be like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, if that, and I said, not that, like I said, not that you're going to get into an argument with them, but you're going to let them know you might feel that, but this is what I feel. This is the truth that I know. And my truth comes from what I know about God. My truth comes from what I've read in his word. And that's why it's so important, so important, that we know God, know what God is about, read his word, know what he says, so we know how he stands when it comes to certain issues. So when you do open your mouth and you say things, you're speaking on truth and not on what you feel should be the truth, but you are speaking on the actual truth. And for some of us, for some of us, I think, A lot of times it's been said people won't speak up on things because, oh, they don't want to be confrontational or, oh, they don't want people to know that that's how they feel about a certain situation. I think a lot of times people don't speak up about things is because they really don't even know where they stand when it comes to that situation. So you can't really say something about something that you know nothing about. How are you going to stand up there and tell somebody that that's not true if you don't even know what the truth is? So that's why it's so important to know God's truth. What does the word say when it comes to this? And if you're having a problem with it, then that means that God is trying to show you something within yourself. God's trying to show you, hmm, if you're having a problem with the word that you just read, then maybe there's something that you and I need to work out. Maybe it's something I need to show you that you need to understand clearer because why are you having a problem if I clearly said that's what it is? Why are you having a problem with that? So I think a lot of times when people don't speak up, I don't think it's more so because they're afraid of getting into a confrontation or, you know, I don't want to say this because I don't want to offend. I don't think it's that. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, it's possible that I could be wrong, but I think it has a lot more to do with have they settled that subject within themselves, especially after they've read the word. Is God still trying to bring or work with something within them when it comes to a particular subject in the word. But I don't know. That's just me talking. And that ends up Ed. So I'm coming close to the end of my show, which you see, I told you, whether I play music or not, I have a word to give. I always have a word to give. So let us be as Jabez, remembering that God is in control 
and that we can do nothing without his hands in our lives. And because it's still February, we still have our word of the month, which is fervent. And if we couple fervent, having or displaying a passionate intensity along with the prayer of Jabez, could you imagine where your territory would be widened onto? Just think about it. You're praying with passion for God to enlarge your territory. And you're, as we should be, moving through the year with that passion and intensity for everything that we do for the kingdom, for everything that we do when it comes to God in our lives, in others' lives, in us being a blessing to others. And our promise for this week is going to come from Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now, I know when we think about it, it's like, oh, some people just get on my nerves. But you know what? When you just take a step back, when you just take a step back from when people, when someone does something and it annoys you, if you just take a step back from the situation, you could see that although you may not agree with them, there are other ways to deal with the situation rather than being bitter and angry. Because being bitter and angry is just going to take energy from you. It's not going to take the energy from them because them getting you to that point, they've already sapped you of your energy because now you're angry. And when you're angry, it makes you tired. Have you ever really gotten angry at someone? You get tired. So in our promise, let's be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Let's see if we could do that for this week and see what happens. Just one of them. So with that, I say, everyone have a blessed rest of your week, rest of your day. And hopefully next week, the music will play right. But until then, until God brings us back together again, peace. <laughs>